Hello everyone and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. In this week's episode, we decided to revisit an important topic. As most of us know, the annual Association of Professional Piercers Conference is coming up on July 15th to the 20th. The conference is one of my favorite things about being a piercer. It allows you the ability to learn, connect, and grow as a piercer, no matter what skill level you are or how long you've been piercing. However, with every event comes some stress. What do I need to bring? What should I not miss? And so on and so forth. Well, this episode is here to help make you feel a little more at ease by answering some of these questions and hopefully some you didn't think about. Now, before we dive in, you're going to notice that this was recorded before last year's conference. The information still applies, but at the end of the episode, we update you on things like the banquet, the pool party, and other events. This was also recorded when I first started this podcast a year ago. The audio is a little rough, but I appreciate you wonderful folks listening from then to now. So without further ado, listen in as Kale and I talk about what to pack, what not to miss, and how to survive the annual Professional Piercers Conference. special early episode, I wanted to spend some time discussing the Association of Professional Piercers Annual Conference. This conference is offered yearly and is an amazing experience that every piercer should aspire to go to. For those people going to conference for the first time, this podcast is aimed towards you. Before my first conference, I had so many questions, and I'm sure you do too. So let's take some time to discuss conference with a very dear friend of mine. She's the chair of the social media committee and coordinator of the mentor program at conference, Miss Kale Belford. Hey, Kale, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. As always, petting dogs and trying to stay out of trouble, or at least not get caught. <laughs> you and I go quite a quite a long ways back. We've been roommates at conference every year for the last five years or so. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you work, how long you've been piercing, all those wonderful things. Well, I have been piercing for 12 years, and I currently work at the Piercing Emporium in Worcester, Massachusetts. Piercing Emporium in Worcester is absolutely amazing. Uh, For those people who are not from up north, uh, Worcester also looks like Worcester, but it's pronounced Worcester, (laughs) which is an inside joke too. Worcester. (laughs) All right. What we're going to do is we're just going to touch down on a few notes here about conference. We're going to try to cover everything as a whole, such as uh, what you're going to do before, what to bring with you, what happens when you get to the airport, like what am I going to miss out on? What are these normal things? So we're going to just go ahead and we're just going to ramble through a few things here. And the first thing we're going to talk about is what to do before conference. The biggest thing, in my opinion, to do 
before conference is going to be one of two things. The first thing you're going to do is hopefully you've signed up for the mentor program, which I'm going to have Kale tell about you in just a moment. And that way you can make a connection with someone in Vegas who has been there before, who is just a connection point for you to meet with, talk to, figure out exactly, figure out exactly what you're looking to do, uh, where to go, and just have a constant communication. The other thing too is start drinking water now. The yes. big thing is I don't I don't understand it. I know Vegas is like 110 degrees during conference and it's super hot, but it's the only place on the planet that you will get hungover from not drinking enough water in. And that's the last thing that you want to do is have to take a nap during the day because you just feel so so junky just make sure you just start pounding water for about a few days before to a week before but Kill, why don't you go ahead and let people know about the amazing mentor program and what it actually does at conference so the mentor program is essentially an outreach system it was originally created by ryan Ouellette back in 2009 uh, his idea was to build small families that can work together as a group and basically lean on each other for support during the conference if you've ever been to a conference before then you probably know that it can be a pretty overwhelming experience so the mentor program is providing or what the mentor program provides are well-seasoned conference goers who are there to assist you with anything you need like picking classes answering questions just someone to hang out with or if you need someone to talk to if you're feeling a little overwhelmed no one's really going to baby you but if you do need anything um it is essential to find your mentor because they they are there for you it's almost like a big brother big sister mentality yeah and um yeah and one of the things, too, that you touch base that I just want to, like, really exaggerate is conference can seem very intimidating to you if you've never been there before, because it is all of these people that, like, you look up to on the Internet and they're piercers and you're like, oh, my God, there's like Louise yeah. or there's Ryan, those types of things. And the big thing that I want to just stress to everybody is the only people that realize that those people are super quote unquote famous piercers are you everyone else just thinks they're another weirdo that's just hanging out in las vegas so <laughs> the the big thing is they all stand in line to buy movie tickets too they're all normal people and you should not feel intimidated to go up and talk to these people because they're there for the same reason as you i know at my first conference i did a lot of standing around because i didn't want to go and, you know, make a fool of myself, introduce myself to people. The rad part about having a mentor is they are someone that you know and you should feel comfortable talking to so you're not standing alone. If you see them talking to somebody else, feel free to just like walk up and start talking with them. We're basically there to take you under our wing so that we make your conference as memorable as humanly possible. Yeah, and the mentors have no problems with introducing you to people and you know, just making you feel more comfortable. So don't be afraid to hang out with your mentor. That That's what we're here for. Right. And, and just so that we're clear, that's what the mentors sign up for. They are yes. so excited to be able to help you out, to provide this service, to be a, like a contact point for you. And the other thing, too, is if you see at conference, we have badges that say our name, and then there's ribbons underneath that some people have for various different things. If you see one that says mentor on it and they're not your mentor, please still talk to them. 
It doesn't matter if they're not yeah. your specific mentor. Their mentor is for everyone for the entire conference. The other big thing, too, is there are badges that say first-timer on them. Uh, that was something that uh, we implemented a few years ago. And that badge should signify to you, hey, there's another new person that hasn't been here before. Let me like go ahead and start talking to them because you have a common ground. And that is actually how I met some of my very close friends that I have now because I saw that it was their first conference as well. And, you know, you never know where someone's going to be in the next five, ten years. And a lot of, of people who aren't first-time goers see these see people with these, you know, first-time attendee badges. And they're going to be willing to just talk to you anyway. Like, hey, are, how are you doing? Do you need anything? You know, are things going well for you? And if you need anything, even if your mentor is not around, find someone with a mentor ribbon and they'll be able to kind of direct you into, into the right direction. That's something that I cannot stress enough. We're here to help. We really are. Before conference, like I said, we're going to want to take some time and touch base with our mentors. Hopefully they've already reached out to you, given you uh, their contact information. You've checked out their Facebook profile so you know what they look like. I'm pretty easy to find. I am a very large gentleman who wears a cupcake shirt all the time. So um, if you do see me at conference, feel free to walk up to me and just say, hey. Also, there is a mentor program orientation on Monday at conference at 9 a.m. Um, if you did sign up for the program, you will be able to meet your mentor in person. And we also suggest that you stick around for a conference orientation. If you did not sign up for the program, but you still want a mentor, you can still show up to the orientation and we'll assign a mentor to you. The more the merrier in that mentality. And it is very important to go to the conference orientation. I know that when you hear it, you're like, oh God, this is just going to be a thing. But no, it's really great because you get to meet all these people. They explain everything that they do. And you're also in the same room as everyone else who's there for the exact same thing. It's their first conference. You get to look around, see some familiar faces that you'll know throughout the, the event on conference. But then you'll also see the board members of the APP. So you can put a face with a name if you don't know that. But it really is great. And we really, really strongly recommend that you take time to go to orientation, but also the mentor orientation as well. Red. The next thing that I want to talk about is what you're going to want to bring to conference. A lot of these things are no-brainers, but the big thing is, is a lot of these things are also things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Be like, hey, that's a great idea to bring that with. We're going to just roll through a few of these things. We're going to talk about, I mean, I'm not going to be your mom or your dad and tell you exactly what you need to bring. You know, bring toiletries, like make sure you pack the toothbrush and toothpaste and deodorant, all that other fun stuff. But we're going to talk about a few things that maybe you didn't think about bringing that you may want to bring. Kale, I know that you are a strong advocate of this. When it comes to where we're located, we're actually in a desert. So there's yes. two things that you... Yeah, there's two things that you want to bring, and that is going to be chapstick and lotion. And I know that you're saying to yourself, like, meh, I don't know, like, I never use it anyway. We are in the desert. It is a thousand million degrees. It is super dry in the hotel, in the in the casino, as well as if you go outside. So you just want to make sure that you have those because we wash our hands 10,000 times a day. And being in that sort of environment, if you're not normally used to it, will make your hands crack and your skin crack. So you just want to make sure that you do that. Yeah, and even if you've never used lip balm before, I still highly suggest that you bring 
at least one little tube of it because you will be surprised. You will probably need it. And the other big thing, too, that's important is you want to make sure you bring these things with you because if you don't and you have to go to CVS in Vegas, like ChapStick is going to be like $4. If I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the other things that I suggest bringing is sunscreen. And if you yes. don't bring it with you, like I did last year, you are going to spend $19 on a tube of sunscreen. Yeah, uh, I made the same mistake. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. And I'm, I couldn't believe how much it was. <laughs> yep. And I am, I am a pale white guy. I immediately cook as soon as I start walking outside. So they do make a lot of sunscreen that you can pick up at Target that looks like a stick of deodorant. Um, if you're worried about it, like exploding in your bag and you can just go ahead and roll it on. The other thing too is if you see people at conference and they have sunscreen, more than likely we'll be able to help you out and share, but you do want to make sure that you do have your your own stuff. Other things that I would suggest bringing, I know we just talked about how it's so super hot, but in the casino, especially um, for people that don't have a lot of body fat, it can get a little cold. So we do recommend if you are that type of person where you're cold when like people typically aren't to just bring um, like a hoodie or, or something similar to that. Some kind of pullover. Even the classrooms get really cold. Um, some of them do. And especially because so, you're just sitting there. So you're not moving, yes. not generating heat. So bring something light with you that you could even just, you know, throw in your bag for when you don't need it. But if you suddenly do, then you can just pull it right out. Other things that I would suggest, um, any sort of medicines that you normally take. Multivitamins are super good. Just having like the normal stuff that just in case you like don't feel good, like Pepto-Bismol or Ibuprofen. Those are always good to have. The other thing that I would suggest doing is making sure when you're packing all of your clothing, you don't forget your swimsuit because there are a lot of pools that are a lot of fun. But two, make sure you pack one additional day's worth of clothes because you may decide to switch your gear out. You may go for like a two mile walk and get super gross and sweaty and you know, you don't want to wear that all day. So I always recommend just having a little bit of extra stuff with you just to make sure you don't feel like, oh, I'm not going to go out tonight because I wore today's clothes. You just want to make sure that you have something just in case, because then you're better suited if something does occur. And don't forget to pack comfortable shoes as well. This is not a place to break in a new pair of shoes. Oh, God, no. You're going to be walking a lot. And if you have a blister on your toe or on the back of your heel, it is just it is going to make you miserable the entire week. <laughs> we take up so much of the hotel for their classes. We're spread out pretty far. Some classes are like a five to ten minute walk within the casino. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but just make sure because you may have to hoof it between classes and you don't want to wear like the worst shoes ever. So just wear something Stay that's comfortable. like, I mean, buy gel insoles for your shoes, wear shoes that are normally super comfortable for you. Just make sure that you're prepared for that. Other things that I would suggest, which once again, seem like a no brainer, but some people forget, make sure you bring your business cards. It's a really yes. easy way for you to be like, Hey, I work in such and such a place. My name is so-and-so. It's also nice to see different, uh, business cards and maybe have like an American psycho moment when you're like, Oh my God, look at this card. You just want to go ahead and um, make sure you have that as a connection. I like having a pen on me just in case your info isn't on the card. You can always write it down for somebody or like their number or their Instagram. Those things are always great too. Of course you can always plug it into your phone. Speaking of phones, make sure you pack your phone charger. I have actually forgot my phone charger a couple of times and had to buy one while I was there in Vegas. They're very expensive. So yeah, make sure you bring your charger. 
the running theme is, is pretty much anything that is a necessity in Vegas is super expensive. Like food in Vegas, not expensive. iPhone charger, <laughs> let's see how much gold is in your pockets. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things on the planet, which is snacks. So um, <laughs> when you go to Vegas, if you don't have a lot of funds, if you scrape together all the money that you have just to even get there, one of the things that you can do to offset the cost is bring snacks with you. Going to Trader Joe's, um, go supermarket, buying things that don't take up a lot of space are always a really good thing to have, especially for snacking during the day. If you just eat garbage for two days in a row, by day three, your body is going to be like, we're done here, sir. Like, please don't do this to us anymore. And it's going to make you feel run down. And you don't want that to happen at conference. So foods that like don't take up a lot of space, like trail mix, granola bars, uh, Pop-Tarts, which I know sounds crazy, but the caloric content that is in a Pop-Tart is amazing for the size that it is. And they actually like almost only eat them when they do the Iditarod dog sled race, which is crazy. I found out about that. Fun fact for the day. But just want to make sure that you have things like that that you can go ahead and just like nibble on when you go back to your room at night so you don't have to go and eat like in and out at a 11 just so that you feel full so you get up in the morning if you're vegan or vegetarian do bring protein bars because you know there is a lot of options for veg people but we you know you still want to make sure that you're getting the right nutrients and that's why i suggest too like multivitamins are a really good thing to bring too because you may be eating foods that you normally don't eat and you want to make sure that you have some sort of like regularity in your system. There is a Walmart and a Whole Foods close to Bally's. And I know a lot of people like to go in groups to those places to stock up for the week. So that's always an option as well. If you can't seem to pack a bunch of food or snacks or anything like that, um, it'll be cheaper going to those places than, you know, going to the, the little convenience store near the bar or um, CVS or places like that. And that's a really good point too. A lot of people will post in the various Facebook groups that we all belong to. Hey, I'm going to go to, you know, Whole Foods at such and such a time. Don't feel bad about being like, Hey, I don't know you, but I would love to go to Whole Foods too. That is totally fine. A lot of people do that every year. I did it my first year. If you don't pack stuff with you, that is totally a okay to try to hop onto the hop onto someone going. The last thing that I'm going to really talk about, which I think is absolutely a mandatory thing to bring with you is going to be a water bottle. In each uh, open area, in each classroom, all over the place, there's going to be like jugs of water and fill those water bottles up all of the time. I mean, it's free water. It's great. It'll keep you hydrated. Even if you don't think you're like, well, I'm not really that thirsty, you should still be drinking water continuously. Just drink as much water as you can. Because we are in a desert and it is a lot drier than you think. So just make sure that you pack one of those. I mean, worst case scenario, you just take a water bottle and just fill it up all week. But you just want to make sure you throw that in your bag. So I think that pretty much covers what we suggest to pack that you wouldn't think of. So, Kale, let's actually talk about when we get off the plane and we're in Vegas. What has your experience typically been like? It's a little crazy at first because you're like, where do I go and what do I do? But, you know, there are a lot of options getting to the hotel. There are shuttles that take you to and from valleys. I know some years people coordinate like a limo. If you get enough people, it only ends up costing 10 bucks a person. You can taxi or Uber. Now, my experience with the taxi is that it can be like 30 to 40 bucks. So if you can 
take a taxi with other conference goers, that would probably keep the cost down. I know the shuttle, I think, is like $20 round trip. And I saw some people posting online that the Uber is probably only like 15 bucks. So that might be a great option, too. And all those things do make sense, uh, especially when it comes to limos. Like everyone is like, oh, I don't know. It's it's, it's normally like five, ten bucks a person if you get enough people to go. Yeah. And it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I, it's so fun to show up to Bally's in a limo with like 20 other piercers. Right. Like a boss. <laughs> you just like roll out of that like car that's bumping music and has lights and stuff it's always a lot of fun the other big thing too is when you get off the plane and you're like on cloud nine if you're friends with a lot of people on facebook and instagram you can kind of scroll through and you can see if other people are at the airport it's the same time as you and if you walk out to the like loading zone or wherever it is where you like stand for a taxi or anything if you look and it looks like there is someone there that is gonna go to conference you should be like hey dude are you here for conference? And they will either tell you yes or no. If they say no, just be like, oh, sorry, I was mistaken. No worries. If they say yes, be like, we should split a cab or we should split an Uber or we should do this because you're going to the same spot. It's a chance for you to make a new friend and it's going to save you money. And it will be cheaper. It will be cheaper. I am all about that fringe class, like trying to save as much money as like humanly possible and things like that. Save your money to buy jewelry. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> And we'll touch base on that, too. So let's presume that we go ahead and we meet some cool rad person and we get to Bally's and we walk through the doors. We see like all these other people that are there for the same reason. We feel loved because, you know, we're all in this together. But we're going to run through what you should do when you get to the hotel. The first thing that you're going to want to do is either find your roommate if you have one or check-in. The line for check-in gets crazy long. You could be in a line for check-in for like an hour sometimes. You could be in it for like two minutes. So the best thing to do is go ahead, grab your bag, and go hop in line and just make sure that everything is right with the hotel, everything like that. We go ahead, we get our key, and we're going to probably walk past the, the hotel bar. This is probably one of the most important spots at conference, and not because there's, like, beer and booze there. But it's actually where we all naturally congregate, because it's near an entrance and exit for the hotel. But it's where everyone just, like, stands around and talks and things like that. We'll touch more on that in just a moment, but I know that it's going to be super tempting for you to be like, Hey, I'm so excited, I can't believe you're here i can't meet you blah 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 go ahead skip that go up to your room unpack your stuff take like five minutes to yourself just to kind of like realize that you're in vegas you're a conference you made it you did it it's rad but just go ahead and take a few minutes just to decompress exactly because it's already probably been a long day of travel depending on where you're coming from and this way set up everything in your room plug in your phone charger now put your clothes out for tomorrow make sure everything's packed for you just to grab stuff and go ahead and take a few moments doing that before you head back down if you arrive on sunday you can do early check-in which i do strongly suggest doing it is If you're looking at the bar in front of you, it's all the way to the left and down the hallway. It looks like you're going to nowhere, but you'll see a whole bunch of signs and a whole bunch of people. And you just go ahead and you follow that, and there'll be the desk there. And that's where you, if you pre-ordered your tickets, you can go, you can pick up your badge, you can do all that. Because it's easier to do it on Sunday evening than it is on Monday morning. Because the lines can get long, and the less you have to do, the better because it allows you to focus on just you as a person. Do you know what I mean, like, about that, Kale? Totally agree. Because, I mean, it, it does It'll take crazy. a load of stress off, yes. Exactly, because um, 
you don't want to go to sleep and wake up in the morning and be like, oh my God, what do I have to do? Where do I have to go? I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And um, I often volunteer as a line wrangler. And sometimes that line can get quite long. Sometimes you're standing there for 30 to 40 minutes. So if you are trying to rush to an early morning class or something like that, you know, make sure that you get there right when registration opens Monday morning at eight o'clock. Right. And I mean, when we say get there at eight o'clock, you may want to get there a little bit early. They open yeah, at eight. like 730. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it gives a little bit of time, but it allows you to sleep in the next day and just kind of focus on you as a person. Then from there, you're kind of free to do whatever you want the night before everything gets going. Most people, like I said, are going to congregate at that bar. It's a great place to network, to meet people. Some people there are going to honestly be like, hey, we're going to go out to dinner. When more often than not, when people say we're going to go out to dinner, it's almost an open invite. And if someone is like, oh, we're going to go to Ethiopian, we're going to get a limo, we're going to do this and that, take that trip. Go for it. I mean, that's how I met a whole bunch of people. Actually, that's where my favorite conference memory comes from, because a whole bunch of us went to Ethiopian and we had this crazy Batman limo thing. And I have a whole bunch of pictures of Kale like rocking out in front of it, too. So maybe I'll embarrass her and throw him up. But <laughs> Was the... that the time when we were getting out of the limo and all of those people came out of the restaurant and were filming and like taking pictures of us? Yeah, that was like a crazy like we got out of the limo at, at the yeah, Ethiopian restaurant. And they couldn't believe what was going on. And then it was the strangest thing, because as soon as we were like, well, our night can't get much weirder than that. We finish eating. We go ahead. We call the same limo guy back. He shows up. And the car is just full of all of these, like, moms who are out partying who left $50 worth of, well, 50 normal dollars, like $200 worth of, like, Vegas money worth of booze in the car. And they were just like, have a party. So it was just the weirdest thing ever. But um, that's how, you know, you have these amazing stories and... And it's just kind of wild. Always make sure that you at least trust the person that you're going with. Obviously, it doesn't need to be said, but I want to say it anyway. If you don't feel comfortable, make sure you have a conference buddy that you can hang out with or ask your mentor. Be like, hey, we're going to go here. Be like, oh, that's cool. Just make sure that if you are hanging out, you do trust and feel comfortable with the people you're hanging out with. Kale, why don't you go ahead and talk about all the different food options? I'm really easy and not very picky, but Kale knows a whole bunch about vegetarian, vegan options, which are super duper important. So I'm going to go ahead and pass this over to her and allow her to talk about that for a little bit. There are a ton of veg options. So if you are a little concerned that you're not going to be able to eat, um, don't be because there's plenty of food for us to eat. I am vegan and this is my seventh year at conference. So I've been vegan the whole time and I am able to eat. So there is a great taco bar. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a Mexican taco bar place in the casino. Um, it's very cheap and they can do veg uh, vegan tacos or fajitas or anything you want. Um, there's also another great restaurant called C, which is like a Thai fusion. Um, it's a little more expensive, but it's a beautiful little place. And the food is absolutely amazing. Also, in the same-ish area, there is a place called the Burger Braziri. If you are at the bar and you're looking straight ahead, the main bar that everyone's hanging out at, you'll see that there's this hallway that goes to the Paris Casino. Um, and if you do get the chance to go explore that area, I do highly suggest it. It's pretty neat. But there is a restaurant called the Burger Braziri, and it is just a few steps in on the right-hand side, and they have an amazing vegan burger and sweet potato fries. So if you don't feel like really leaving 
the hotel area, there's three options right there for you. And all of those also, are super it, rad. Yeah, they're all great places. Also, if you haven't already, I highly suggest that you download the Crowd Compass app. In the app, there is a section that talks about food, and there's a there's a whole section that has um, vegetarian and vegan restaurants, and it's just a huge list of places that are close to the hotel or a little bit further away, but they're all amazing options. And there's a lot of like really cheap eats too downstairs by the pool area. Oh, yes. There's um there's like a Sabaros or at least used to be there's a Sabaros and like a uh, like Johnny Rockets and things like that too. There's a bunch of buffet places. Yeah, there's all sorts of little things like that all over the place. If you don't know where to eat and you're trying to figure it out, just feel free to ask somebody that's been to conference before and you'll know what we, you know, look like because we're just all hoofing around. But uh, feel free to go ahead and ask us or be like, hey, do you know where to get this or do you know where to get that? And we'll try to help you out the best that we can. There's a lot of places you can go to off off. hotel site that are really easy walkable places if you feel so inclined to you can always post on the various facebook groups be like hey i was going to try to go to this place for example one of the places that i love to go my uh, kale's met my wife so one of the things is is she's from pennsylvania and breakfast is huge so from being married to her and such breakfast is like a huge super fun thing for me and i know that it's dumb but there is this place called hash house a go-go and it is the biggest portions of breakfast that I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's always a rad time to get a bunch of people together to just go over there. That's like a 10, 15 minute walk, but you'll probably see a post for that here or there. So if someone's going, like you can hop onto that or any other various, you know, restaurant or thing of that nature. There's also a Starbucks just outside of the hotel within like 20 feet. So if you're that person, um, like I am, you can go and get a morning snack or a coffee. There's also um, two coffee places in the casino. One serves bagels and little sandwiches and stuff like that. So if you don't really feel like going outside, even at eight in the morning, it can already be 100 degrees out. So I don't blame you. You know, just just go hit up one of those places. It's a little more expensive than the Starbucks, actually, but... You know, it's it's still good. Those places are still good. And if you are going to do those things, just make sure you give yourself enough time because the lines for those do get yes. very long because we are not the only people that run on coffee. Yeah. And you'll see one of those coffee places when you sign into when you get to um, the front desk registration, when you're just getting your hotel room. That place, sometimes the line is I mean, you're waiting there for like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty so crazy. Be prepared. Yep. It's also, I I am a huge fan of the, why don't I pay for your coffee and you get me a coffee? It's a jerk move, but typically you can trade that off, be like, you get coffee Monday, I'll get coffee Tuesday. So just, just something to consider too. Yes, yes. Okay, Kale. So we figured out what do we do when we get off the plane? What do we do when we go to the hotel? How to keep ourselves alive with coffee and food? So let's talk about a typical day of classes and what the jewelry expo actually entails classes can sometimes be back to back so the biggest thing i suggest is that you do try to give yourself enough time in between classes to snack uh drink water fill your water things like that so you know so you're not overdoing it but some people do come and take 
you know, as many classes as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. The great thing now is that um, midday, they kind of have like a 30 minute to 60 minute slot now where there are no classes going on. So you have a chance to sit and eat and just relax for a few minutes before your next class. Do show up to your classes early. Um, sometimes the lines to the classes can be really long. So, you know, if you want to get a really good seat, you know, you kind of want to be in the front, things like that, you know, get there early. Also, some classes are a first come first serve. Um, If the class has no more room for people to fit, you can't actually go in because there, there are limits unless you signed up for specific classes where you do actually have a seat, um, like the workshop classes or things like that. So, you know, do do keep that in mind. And then at the end of the night, when you're finishing up your last class, I do suggest just going to your room for a little bit and just kind of relaxing and decompressing because usually you're going to want to go and hang out and, you know, have fun and talk to people. And even if you don't drink, hang out at the bar or things like that. So, You know, you want to take that extra few minutes to yourself to just kind of decompress. Also, I should have said this in the beginning, but when it does come to classes, do bring pen and paper. Um, You're probably going to want to take notes. Um, A lot of the classes don't actually have a proper handout anymore. You have to download it through the Crowd Compass app. So, you know, if you want to download anything, you know, make sure that you have the app and and you can download it. Even international people, um, you know, print it off and, and keep it for your records. Yeah, absolutely. And the Kale covered absolutely everything that I would say. The only thing that I would add to that is I know that you're going to want to take every class because you're there to learn. You can't. You, you, you can't. You, you just can't. I mean, the first year I went to conference, I did like, I think it was like 25 hours of classes. I fizzled out by like day two or three. So if you, a lot of amazing classes run at the same time. So you got to pick one or you got to pick the other. So um, try to find a conference buddy and ask them, be like, hey, I'll grab the notes from this. I'll let you take pictures of my notes, you know, so on and so forth. So you can get all the information. And also sometimes the information is available online for you to download and for you to check out through the app. Also, some classes have handouts. And then um, I think it's on the last day of the expo, they put the extra handouts on a table typically. So you can always scoop those up too. You, you just can't go to everything. So pick the classes that you do want to go to. Make sure that you are not burning yourself out by trying to take everything because you want this to be enjoyable as much as it is a learning experience. So please just make sure that you think of yourself first when it does come to these things. I mean, if you're taking classes and you're like, wow, I'm just so tired. I was falling asleep in the last one. Maybe you should take a nap and then go to your next class after that. So don't don't feel bad if you miss a class. Don't feel bad if you can't make all the classes just really try to take care of yourself first and learn at the same time i know it's kind of a hard thing to do so in addition to all the classes we also have my favorite part of conference which is the jewelry expo and that is basically where all the vendors come in there's all this jewelry everywhere it's like having catalogs in person in front of you you get to see the new stuff that's coming out you get to see next year's designs you get to see what those types of stones look like in person it's really really amazing kale actually has a booth uh with her jewelry company um and her jewelry company is called uzo and um uzu Uzu. oh my goodness i cannot I always mess this up, but so Uzu organics. There you go. See, I can't. I can't say it right. Uh, um, but so you, um, 
If you go to the Jewelry Expo, you can find Kale easily because she'll be at her booth more often than not. But it will give you a chance to, one, meet Kale in case you don't see her floating around, but to also check out her awesome stuff. Basically, the one thing that I want to talk about the Jewelry Expo is this. You are going to want to spend every single dollar that you have at the Jewelry Expo because you're going to want to get all this fun stuff. Maybe you're picking up stuff for like friends or family or for your business. Going there takes a lot of time, especially if you have to buy for your business. So make sure that in your schedule, you actually plot that time out because 30 minutes between a class is maybe going to give you like the ability to buy one thing and then you're running to your next class. So just make sure that you kind of give yourself a little bit of extra time to walk through the whole thing. And I suggest before you buy anything to walk through the whole expo because you will be able to see everything that's out there. And let's say you buy like two pairs of plugs that you're like, oh, these are rad. I should really pick these up. But then you see that piece that you absolutely fall in love with or like you go to the BVLA booth or you go to, you know, Kale's booth or like Diablo Organics and you see like these just breathtaking pieces, but now you don't have money because you spent it on something before. So just make sure you walk through the whole thing before you go ahead and buy anything. Anything yeah, you want It wanna... doesn't hurt to have a game plan. Exactly. Um, and and that's super important. Also, too. you can on the Crowd Compass app, you can view all of the vendors and the map of where they're at on the floor so you can kind of maybe like you know create a map of how you want to go in and where you want to start first to give you you know a better idea of you know what you want to do Right. And the other thing, too, just to make sure that everyone knows, is that if you are a member of the Association of Professional Piercers, you actually get to go on the expo an hour before everyone else does. So it gives you that yes. little bit extra extra time to shop. So if you are a member, that is a great advantage that we have. But it's also an extra incentive to become a member when you do come to conference. Make sure that you're wearing your badge or your wristband to get on the floor because if you're not, you will not be able to get onto the expo floor. Right. And it doesn't matter who's at the front door. They could be your best friends. I, Kale yeah, would not let me matter. onto the floor if I didn't have my badge. No. And I could sit there and be not like, allowed. Kale, come on. No, you got to have it. So if you're doing anything at conference, just wear your name badge. I mean, if you leave the hotel, just stick it in your pocket. It's something that you want to make sure that you do. The, uh, the other thing, too just so that you're aware, is they do sell raffle tickets, which are the best odds in Vegas. And at the end of the week, we have a banquet, which we're going to talk about in a minute or two, in which uh, we pull these insane prizes from. We're talking about like 30K worth from like a Nata Metal and like all the other like big name companies. If you do have extra money, I think they're like $5 a ticket. It's honestly one of those things where I would rather spend the extra funds that I have that I would throw into a slot machine or into the bar into there because it is so amazing what the prizes actually are. And I know that you're saying to yourself, like, I'm not going to win anything. I've won a lot of stuff. Maybe throughout the years I've put in like 50 to 100 bucks each time. I, If I had to count how much I've won from Let's say in let's say in three years I put in three hundred dollars. I have easily made almost four thousand from putting stuff in, and that's from no major prizes. So it's actually like pretty amazing what you can get from it. And I'm not a lucky person 
but I have also scored in the raffle twice. Right. See, you know, um, it's just, it's crazy. I, yeah, it's really cool. And also there are our smaller raffles throughout the week. If you're not too sure if your name's been drawn or if like it wasn't announced, you just go up to the raffle booth and they'll have like a sheet there with your name on it and what company you won credit towards. Right. And those usually go up in the late afternoon, the day after the drawing, like Tuesday's drawing, you won't see until Wednesday afternoon. And then they do all the drawing for the big prizes at the banquet. So let's go ahead and talk about how we've been through the day. We've had time to decompress. Maybe we've gotten something to eat. Let's talk about what a typical night at the Bally's is, or the host hotel is actually going to be like. Some people like to get a little snazzy. Some people like to go to shows. A lot of people go to the bar. The big thing is, is like I said before, that bar is a centrally located location where a lot of people just hang out. A lot of people that are at the bar are not drinking at all. They're just there to hang out. You can smoke inside Vegas, which is kind of gross to me because I don't smoke. So if you are a person that is not a smoker, I do recommend buying cough drops and keeping them in your pocket because it will be a lifesaver because by the end of the week, it's going to be, you're going to have a really raspy voice and it's going to be a little, <laughs> little hard to talk when you're saying your goodbyes at the end of the week. Anything that you would Something add to that? Something I like to do is um, the bar is located in front of some huge doors. And I personally like to go outside and hang out right out front, you know, throughout the night, like many times, because I personally am a smoker, but the smoking is very overwhelming. Everyone's doing it. It's like you're inhaling 10 packs of cigarettes an hour. Sometimes you just need some fresh Vegas air. <laughs> so right. um, it doesn't hurt to just step outside for a little bit. Um, and also, you'd be really surprised at how many people actually do hang out in that area. You know, it's just, it might be a little warmer, but um, usually it's freezing inside the casino. So it doesn't hurt to kind of warm up a little bit. And then also, a lot of really cool people kind of hang out outside. So you might have a better chance of having a more one on one conversation in a quieter-ish environment than just hanging around that bar. Yeah, it's definitely a little more intimate outside because you don't have to deal with, like, everyone yelling and screaming and the, the ringing yeah. of all the, the slot machines the and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much how a typical night goes. I, I am going to make sure that I do recommend to a lot of people that you, you take some time to set a bedtime. And I know we're all adults, and we can stay up as late as we want. We can eat garbage for breakfast. We can eat cookies in bed. We can do all those things. But the big thing I would like to stress to people is you're going to want to stay up until like 4 in the morning. And on Monday, that sounds like a rad idea. On Tuesday, though, you, when you have to wake up because you have class at 8 a.m., it's going to be pretty rough, no matter how much coffee you put in you. Me, personally, I usually recommend my bedtime is like 1 to 2 in the morning. And that's pretty late for me because I'm a super old man. But you're going to want to set a time and set an alarm on your phone. And then that's the time where you're like, hey, maybe I should head up to bed at this time. There is a very large FOMO kind of thing at conference. And if you don't know what FOMO means, it's fear of missing out. You, you're not going to be able to do everything. And you're not going to go on every crazy adventure. And that's okay. Because hopefully this is the first of many conferences and you're going to already have so many stories when you go home. So if like two of your friends ended up going out on this crazy thing, you know, after you went to bed, that's cool because they're sleeping in class and you're still learning. So just make yeah, sure. Just keep in mind that sleep is just as important as drinking water. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, don't forget that you are a human. You need to eat. You need to sleep. You need to drink water. 
all those types of things. The other thing too, Vegas is one of those places where you can overindulge very easily without realizing you're doing it. I personally have a friend that I'm like, if I've had too many drinks, I usually get very loud, way louder than I normally am. So I usually have them tell me, be like, hey, Will, you're getting a little loud. I'm like, oh, I should probably go to bed, you know, because I don't want to make a fool out of myself. And that's something that you may have a really hard time dispelling after it's happened because the big thing that i'm also going to stress to you is we even though it may not seem to you we are at a professional conference and i know that it's not your typical professional conference that you've been to ours is grueling it's a little crazy it's a lot of fun but these are the people that could be who you're looking to get a job from in a few years so the last thing you want to do is you know make some bad choices drink too much things of that nature in front of people that could potentially be your employer in the next few years. So just make sure that you keep that in the back of your mind. With that being said, it's totally cool to have a few drinks. I do. Kale does. Everybody does if that's your thing. But don't go over the deep end where you start kind of like browning out and like having flashes of what happened last night because you you really don't want that to happen. Exactly. <laughs> We've covered a lot of things here. Going off of our fear of missing out, what events do you think are absolute must-do events in Vegas, Kill? You know, what we should talk about first is um, the alternative to the bar night. Oh, that's a great idea. So this is something that's happening for the first time at this conference. And boy, oh boy, am I excited about it for a reason that I will tell you in a second. But Kale's <laughs> going to tell you about an alternative to the bar where you don't have to deal with the smoking and you don't have to deal with all the drinking. So, Kale, why don't you go ahead and give them a heads up about that? So this year, the APP has given us a, an alternative to the bar night which will be taking place in the palace rooms, I believe. Um, that's where some of the classes are held in the, the main conference area. Um, it's taking place on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Um, on Tuesday night, it's a bring your own fun. Alcohol is not allowed. So if you are a non-drinker, this is probably going to be right up your alley. And even if you are a drinker, um, you know, go and have fun. Uh, there will be games provided. Um, I know Will Von Doom here has brought a, or will be bringing a ton of so many games, fun board games. So excited! <laughs> um, the APP is also providing some games. You can bring snacks and your own games and things like that. Also, um, I believe there will be two kind of class sessions going on during this alternative night. There will be a talk APP. And then also Brian Skelly is doing a troubleshooting your statum session. Now on Wednesday night, a little bit different of a feel. They're going to be doing a movie night. Um, they encourage that you wear your pajamas. There will be popcorn provided. And the movies are going to be history related to our industry. So it should be pretty cool, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, everyone is allowed to come. All conference attendees are allowed to come. So, um, but no alcohol is allowed. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, that's if you're caught drinking, you're going to be hanging out at the bar where you should be hanging out if you're drinking. But one of the things that a lot of people didn't touch down on my first thing before I came to conference, piercers in general are super nerdy. There are so many times <laughs> that I've been to the bar and there's people playing magic with each other. I love board games. It is. It is my curse. I'm actually sitting here recording, and there's probably like 200 next to me against the wall. And I'm bringing a whole bunch of ones that can have up to like 
you know, 12 players each time. I have one that I can actually uh, have 35 players, which I'm really excited to come out. It's called Two Rooms and a Boom. So I'm going to be making sure that I am orchestrating this and teaching people how to play all these games. It's a typical role that I'm in. If you're into board games, I know I'm not the only one bringing them. Please make sure you come out on Tuesday. I will be there. I will be super loud, not because I'm drinking, but because I'm having an absolute ball. It's going to be really easy to find the palace room because you're going to hear me like booming like voice yelling out of it you probably would have already taken a class in that room too so right it's um, it's right by registration find it, just just go to the registration area and there will be people there to point you in the right direction that is a really rad thing i think it's awesome that we have two alternatives now and, there, and there's nothing wrong with going and playing board games for a little bit, then go hanging out at the bar and having a few drinks. It's just we're yeah. providing a safe space for people that don't like drinking, and there's nothing wrong with that in any which way, shape, or form. This is just us providing more entertainment and no alternative to the typical things that we do, just so that everyone has some fun, you know? And I highly suggest new attendees go and at least check out the alternative to the bar nights. Right. I and think you it'll don't, be a lot of fun. You can go and check it out and then dip out if you don't like it. I mean, it's it's not like you're committed to hanging out. You know, you can go ahead, try, play a game with me. Um, if you can stand me yell and hang out for a little bit and then go out and do your own thing. So I'm going to talk about my favorite thing at conference that happens every year on Monday evening, and that is the pool party. This is something that you are able to attend if you are going to conference. And it is amazing. And this year, we've actually changed locations from Bally's to a different pool. So I'm going to let Kale tell you about that because I don't know if I can get through it because I'm so excited for it. <laughs> the pool party this year will be at the Flamingo. It's set up to accommodate our kind of party. And if you haven't seen pictures of it yet, I do highly suggest you... It looks like a Vegas pool You know, party. take a look on Google. Yeah, it, it is a really cool spot. So the pool party begins at 8. There is a buffet. They do provide food and drinks, but you cannot bring any glass bottles into the pool area. Actually, I don't think bringing your own food and drink is allowed at all this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do it this year. Yeah, unless you have serious dietary restrictions, you have proof of that. Um, they'll probably let you in with snacks or whatever you need, but glass bottles are definitely not allowed around the pool. Right. Um, you can smoke at the pool, so if you're a smoker, don't fret. You can still smoke. Um, there will be alcoholic beverages. Um, I'm pretty sure you may have to pay for those, but the food is free. This year, um, because it is at the Flamingo, you do kind of have to maybe dress a little bit more appropriately. You know, nudity is not allowed. Close to nudity is not allowed. But if you're wearing like a two-piece bikini or appropriate you know, swimwear, you know, whatever, yeah, you still want to be a wearing appropriate swimwear. Also, the pool party is a plus one invite. So if you have a friend or um, a significant other that maybe you brought or something like that, you can actually um, invite them to the pool party. Oh, think, and one last thing too. Um, the This year, you cannot actually bring your own flotation devices. So if you have a cool, you know, pizza flow or a noodle or something like that, that you're wanting to bring, you actually can't bring it this year. I know. And a lot of people are going to be sad about that, but it's in general just for everybody. So we just put it across the board. I really think From the what AP I know that the APP is providing some floaties. See, there so. you go. And then we're good. I really think it's amazing that the APP does this for us every year. It's a free meal for people who are 
really strapped on cash. The other thing, too, is it gives like this relaxed atmosphere for you to go up and talk to people that you maybe were intimidated for. Because the whole Monday is the first day of classes, so it's a, it's a spot where a lot of people don't have enough time, and you may be stressed out from that whole day. It's a really great way to wind down, relax, ease into the week. And I think it's absolutely amazing that they're allowing plus ones too. So if your partner does come, you can always bring them with you because I don't know about you, but my wife and I are always going on adventures together. So you don't want to be like, oh, I got to go to this thing without you, you know, so they can go. They can go with you as well, which is really great. And wear your best swimsuit. Don't be afraid to come to this thing. You know, you don't have to cover up. Everyone is going to be wearing their swimsuits. So. Yeah, that's that's something that I'm just going to touch down on briefly. We are in an industry that is a that is all about acceptance. We are all different. A lot of us come from all different types of life. This is a community that you should feel 100% comfortable in. You shouldn't feel shamed. If someone does make you feel uncomfortable about that, please let someone know, such as a mentor or um, an APP board member, which are easily identified, because that, that is something that is not acceptable, at least in my eyes, at conference. We're all here for the same thing. We're in the business to make fee- people feel better about themselves. So please don't be that person that ruins somebody's time just because you want to make yourself feel better. So let's just nip that in the butt now so that it doesn't come up. The other thing, too, is people are made of different shapes and different sizes. I am basically three kales smushed into one body. (laughs) Um, So I, I feel uncomfortable getting in a bathing suit. But I do it every year when I'm there. Because I feel like no one's going to say anything at conference. I I feel comfortable in my own skin for once. And a lot of us might have that problem, too. So please make sure that you feel comfortable going to conference, going to the pool party, hopping in the pool. You know, if you want to hang out and not go in the pool, that's cool, too. But just know that this is a community in which we are accepting and you should feel comfortable enough to come out and hop in the pool and do whatever. And if you do feel uncomfortable, please let someone know. Don't let it go. Don't let it go by without, you know, mentioning it to someone or looks, looks can be just as bad as words as well. So please make sure uh, that if someone does something that you do let one of us know so that we can make sure that everyone is going to have a great time. I don't think that this is going to be an issue, but I just want to make sure that I touch base on it because being a bigger person, I want to make sure that other people who may not feel 100% about themselves feel comfortable going to conference, going to swimming, all that sort of stuff. So that's a really good way for us to jump into the the heavier topic that I'm going to throw up here, which is what do I do if something happens or I need help or I feel uncomfortable? Because we're in a large space with 2,000 you know, other people, and if something pops up, I want to make sure that everyone here knows exactly what you can do to make sure that you do feel comfortable and that it doesn't become an issue. So just so everyone is aware that APP has a zero tolerance policy against harassment. If you feel for whatever reason that you are being harassed by someone, you're in a very uncomfortable situation, even if it's with your mentor, your mentee, your roommate, even a board member, anything If you are not sure about your safety or you are just incredibly uncomfortable with the situation, find someone, find your mentor, 
find another mentor, a board member, someone that is a super volunteer, anyone that is going to be able to give you assistance and, you know, move you in the right direction. Um, Because if you are feeling that uncomfortable or threatened or harassed, you know, there are things, you know, there to help you with that. Um, We're not going to just let it slide. Like, you know, if, if you happen to be rooming with people that you don't know, and then suddenly there's a situation, you know, we want to try to help you get out of that situation. You know, always try to find someone that is going to be able to help you. If you're having an issue with, say, your mentor, come find me or anyone else on the mentor team, by the way, which you'll meet at conference. Um, you can find a, bo- a board member or any volunteer, like conference volunteer. If you feel like you're having an issue with even just a conference volunteer, go find a board member or a mentor so we can you know, find the right people to talk to about your situation. But of course, if you feel like you are having an emergency, something that is like life threatening, just call 911. I mean, I know that sounds a little extreme, but you know, after that, then you can come find someone that works for the conference. But if you are in danger, then just call the authorities, please. So I think overall, the thing that Kale is trying to touch base on is that if you are in a situation in which you don't feel comfortable, whether it be with any form of person, whether it be another conference goer, a roommate, you know, a a mentor, a board member, you should not feel intimidated or afraid to talk to anyone about that. This is a professional conference. We should all be acting like professionals. So if something does occur, please reach out to one of those people. Do not hesitate. If you wait until after conference and it has ruined your conference, I I can only do so much retroactively. Whereas if something does occur and there is an issue, we can try to nip it in the butt right then and there. That's that's a big thing that I just want to make sure that people know. The The other thing, too, there are a lot of us, especially Kale and I, are two great examples of it. We are forever safe people. If there is anything going on and you have an issue, if you don't know, if you feel uncomfortable because there's no one to talk to and you don't know what to do, if you have like an issue with somebody else, please come find us because we will put you, or at least get you towards the right person to talk to in order to resolve a situation. Plus, we're pretty exactly. easy to find, too. I don't tolerate that kind of crap. Yeah, absolute Just zero tolerance that out there. I mean, I... It like enrages me that mm-hmm. we have to talk about this stuff, but it can happen. Um, you know, it doesn't happen often, but just know that there are people there to help you if you do feel you need someone. Absolutely. And this this conference in, in the past has been a very safe space. We just want to make sure that if something does occur, you feel not that you feel, but you are aware that there are people there to help you in case something does occur. I just want to make sure you know that. And I mean, people that let's say you think are like super piercers and they may, you know, do something uncomfortable. That's still unacceptable. They don't get any special treatment. Please let a board member know or someone similar to that so that they can go ahead and speak to that person and nip it right in the butt. So I honestly feel that that is everything that there is to talk about. I know it's a lot. It's a it's a big plate of, you know, info that you're going to have to eat before you go to conference. But I really appreciate 
you taking the time to listen to this podcast so that we can give you a little more info before conference actually happens so that it's a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. You can find Kale and I throughout conference. We'll introduce ourselves at the mentor meeting. Uh, Kale will be running it up front. I'm very easy to find. I'm a large gentleman, fancy mustache, cupcake and crossbone shirts. They're the only things that I wear. If you see me at conference, please don't hesitate to come up and say hello. I will be more than happy to meet new people and help you guys out the best that I can. I don't care what I'm doing, who I'm talking to, anything like that. Please come up and talk to me. I feel that it's the same way with you too, Kale, right? Absolutely. Please do not hesitate to come up and talk to me. I am. I, I especially love talking with first-timers. So if you can't find your mentor or a mentor or you just need something or anything, just just come and find me. Please, please do. And if you see us and we're like about to go out to like eat or we're with a whole bunch of people, like just go ahead and ask us, where are you going? Are you guys going out to eat? Yes, please come with us. Like, come on, like, let's hang out. We'll invite you. (laughs) Yeah. Do not, do not feel bad about inviting yourselves to things. If it is an event that is like a private, like shop dinner, they'll just be like, Hey, you know, this is cool. This is just for the shop. But honestly, nine times out of 10, you are basically, it's an open invite to anyone that wants to go. All right. So as you just listened to the episode we recorded previously about last year's conference, I just wanted to put that episode out there so that folks could check it out. And also, I am here with Miss Kale, and we are going to discuss the changes between last year and this year's conference. So Kale, why don't you go ahead and just tell us about the alternative to the bar and also the pool party this year? Hello, everyone. Um Actually, not too much has changed from last year, but um, of course, we are doing the pool party again, the opening party. Um, it will be at the Flamingo, um, so that should be pretty neat. And then uh, the alternative bar night, we are having it again two nights in a row. It's a pretty cool event. You know, lots of people go. It was super successful last year, and that is why we are having it again. Um, people bring board games, uh, there's movies, there's, uh, like a little history night. I believe this year there'll be some, some speakers. I believe it's five speakers doing a little like history kind of chat. So that should be pretty cool. Even if you are a drinker or don't really feel like hanging out with a bunch of, that would be a cool thing to attend. Yeah, last year was a lot of fun. Uh, it was mostly me and Aaron Pollock just yelling at each other playing board games, uh, but it was a great time. Uh, and then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, someone also brought like their their Switch, so we were playing Mario Kart and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's it's more of like an event. F- like everyone will find something to do at the event, which I think is really beneficial because going to the bar every night just sometimes gets a little old, especially yeah. um, if it's not something you like doing. And it's just noisy and packed and, you know, it's fun. It's fun mingling, but sometimes you just need to get away from the smoky bar. Yeah, and it's really nice because it's not just one night. So if you don't feel it one night, you can always go the next. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll see a bunch of folks there. But, Kale, why don't you talk about the thing that I'm usually the most excited for at conference, and that is the archive. So why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about the archive this year? 
The piercing archive is pretty neat. So if you have actually never went and checked it out, it is in the main um, like conference area near the expo floor dedicated this year to performance artists. So, you know, if you get a chance, go check it out. There's a lot of really cool history there. It is important to know your history and to, you know, learn about these piercers that paved the way for for what we do today. So, you know, if you get a moment, go check it out. You know, it's it's not huge by any means, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Yeah. And one of the things that I'll touch down too is sometimes you can catch people who have actively worked on the research for the archive in that area, um, whether it be Paul King or, or whomever else, it, it's really interesting to hear stories from them because they've spent so much time focused, working, gathering all this information that you can't put everything that you like learn um, into the archive. So it's neat to hear like the little stories that aren't on the you know on the exhibits and things like that. So if you do get time, I cannot stress enough how important it is to remember the past and realize what things were done to get us to where we are today. So make sure um, you just, you know, put some time aside and don't, don't try to like squeeze it in between classes. Cause there's a lot to see. Um, so just make sure that you give yourself maybe like a half an hour or so just to go in there and like take it all in without feeling super rushed. Let's talk about the last thing, which changes every year, but is always a super duper important thing. So let's talk about banquet this year and what theme is the banquet. I personally love the banquet. Um, I like getting fancy and eating delicious food and, you know, the entertainment and hanging out with a bunch of cool people. It's just it's always a good time for me. Uh, This year's theme is gold. So adorn yourself in gold, drape yourself in sequins. I don't know, do do what makes you happy. But, you know, piercers love gold. So I have a feeling it's just going to be a beautiful sea of of gold. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a lot of shiny people, to say the very least. I am very excited to see what people decide to do, whether it be dressing up or like having fun costume things uh last year's banquet like uh was 90s and there was i want to say 12 to 15 of us that dressed up like we were from the legends of the hidden temple from nicolas that was so cool Uh, you guys you were one of them yeah that was really neat yeah silver snakes represent so it was really fun so um i think some of my most fond memories are from going to banquet and just like dressing up and doing fun stuff. It's just so much fun. I I really enjoy it. So Kale, last thing I wanted to ask you, because I get super excited about this every year. uh, What are you doing for the expo this year? (laughs) Um, Do you mean just me personally or? Yeah, you. Well, um, I will have my booth, Uzu Organics, on the expo floor again. And I do have some new designs to show off. Um, they are terrarium ear weights. I always do terrariums, but this year they are a little extra. So, um, you know, if you guys want to come and check them out, I'll be at the, the same area as last year. And this year I'll have Julian Ganesha at my booth. So come and check his stuff out too. I believe it's his last year ever selling jewelry. So, you know, don't miss out on owning a pair of his, his stuff. Cause it's great. 
Yeah, he's also the one that makes Stormtrooper earwakes, yes. which obviously I'm partial to. <laughs> Rad. So uh, thanks so much, Kale, for giving us an update on what's going on and all these little things that change. And uh, make sure if it is your first time at conference, once again, you go to the mentor-mentee uh, orientation uh, where Kale will actually be – introducing herself there so you'll at least know one person at conference and then uh that's really great for you to meet new people and i hope everyone has an amazing time if anyone needs anything or has any questions you can always send me a message to mentors at safepiercing.org rad and please make sure you do that don't be afraid about asking questions because if nobody asks any questions we wouldn't have any answers so really uh if it's something you know super small like as in uh like where do i buy water or be like hey should i pack this please reach out because we spend a lot of time making sure that people feel comfortable at conference and you know making sure you're prepared is one of the biggest things you have it folks our updated conference survival guide once again i just want to say if you have questions that we didn't answer please reach out to kale myself or any other conference mentors i hope everyone that goes to conference has an amazing time this year i won't be there this year because it's too close to my baby josephine's due date but possibly next year and if you listen to this episode and wish you were going now is a great time to start saving up for next year's conference Thank you so much to Kale for taking time to talk to me again. I've included links for her Instagram and jewelry company in the week's show notes. Please take some time to follow her, or better yet, come visit her booth at conference this year. In other news, we just passed a year on the podcast being up and going. That's crazy when I think about it. What's even crazier is all you amazing folks for listening. Thank you for all the reviews on iTunes and the Google Play Store. I also want to thank all my Patreon subscribers for your support. I would like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast. Other Couture Jewelry's owner, Mike Knight, has been burning the candle at both ends, designing the booth for this year's conference, and making a ton of new styles. I've been lucky to grab a few sneak peeks of this jewelry, and I have to say, I'm extremely jealous that you fine folks have the chance to grab them during the expo before me. Make sure you visit his booth, grab a catalog, and mind think a few ideas with Mike and his team so that they can continue bringing our community's designs to light. Sponsor Goldheart Woodworks has been busy putting the wood to the grinder to get some unique one-of-a-kind designs ready for conference. Derek and Lars will be all smiles at their booth during the expo this year. They'll also have catalogs and displays of all the different models they currently have. The big thing I'm going to stress to you is you're going to want to beeline for their booth at conference. They go super fast because of their outstanding quality and craftsmanship. Go visit them on the expo floor first thing and upgrade your display game at your store. You will not be disappointed. Our final sponsor for this week's episode is from our California family. Adam and Shelby Richens have been crushing it in their city of Santa Cruz at the beautiful Amory Body Arts. This is the only studio I trust in Santa Cruz to send clients and listeners to. I also don't know if you heard, but Amory is growing so fast that they're actually searching for another great piercer to add to their family. This opportunity is one I would not pass up. If you're looking for more information or just to find out the details, you can call or email the shop directly. And don't forget, for all your piercing and jewelry needs, make sure to visit our friends at Amory. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, realtalkapiercingpodcast.com. 
To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Broke for Free.